Hi, my name is Shirley Bilson, and I'm your host for the Revelation podcast. This podcast is about reinvention, courageous goal setting, and inclusive thinking for results. It's a mix of personal journey, reinvention stories, strategies, and exploring the critical role of what goes on between your ears, taking a conscious look at unconscious thinking. Always remember, if you jump in deep enough, you don't have time to be scared. Good morning, podcast listeners. So today's podcast is but kind of an information, infomercial, I don't know, what are they? Yes, I think that's what they're called. A bit of an infomercial, but also a bit of a journey, as it always is. I've dropped in little hints in a couple of episodes that I'm going to be opening up something a little bit different. And it's still very focused on midlife reinvention, but I'm getting clearer about really what I want, I've wanted from my midlife reinvention and, and therefore what I'm wanting to offer to others who are on a similar journey because we're all looking for something different we are all different but it makes sense that that if I pull together resources that would work for me that the kind of things that I've had to delve and dive and use serendipity to discover and and it's all lovely but wouldn't it be nice if if there were a place where you could gather together all of these resources and people that that had lots of delicious stuff to share that would help you on your journey and 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 I'm beginning to think that I'm moving a little bit away from or rather clarifying more rather than reinvention more of a rediscovery and I think there's an element of a creative rediscovery and the kind of resources and people that I want to draw together because I think it's what matters most to me are people that are driven with a passion about what matters in the world about caring about the planet the ecology of of creative discovery of of enlightenment if you like of something spiritually deep that isn't necessarily religion and something that cares about people but doesn't necessarily put the human race ahead of everything else that that recognizes the total reliance of us as a as a planet and as a species that we're just we're just one part of something bigger and we don't necessarily know what that bigger is but it's people that want to drive deeper to go more into the inner world to to surrender if you like and almost give up and I'm not saying give up the pursuit of success if that comes for you if that's what you want I'm not judging that on any level but I think the kind of people that I want to support that I I think the journey that I'm taking is not about the pursuit of material wealth per se 
which is not to say you can't have that, which is not to say you wouldn't enjoy, as I would, the thought that I could travel first class to New Zealand instead of sitting with my knees up in my ears in coach class or whatever they choose to call it. Of course, I still want that that stuff to be able to visit family and, and enjoy beautiful meals and beautiful uh, landscapes. But also I realised that that's not the source of my happiness and I don't believe it's the source of anyone's happiness. So I'm drawn to people that are looking for something deeper. And if the lovely, you know, if you get a material reward from that, then that's a, a delicious byproduct rather than the sole aim or objective. And that probably runs counter to, and, and some people might say, yeah, well, you're just not facing up to your own fears that you're telling yourself a story that somehow material wealth is is separate from spiritual wealth and there are people that tell you that that's not the true that, that money is spiritual materialism is spiritual can be and they could be right you know who knows whose story is right there is no right nobody knows because if they did then this planet and this world and this species wouldn't be in the chaos that it is. If someone had the answer, we'd all be going, oh, thank goodness, someone's got the answer. Let's do that then. We're all on individual journeys, but I am increasingly beginning to feel that the material world for me is, you know, I've, I have and still do work through the whole oh is this just a story you know that I feel I'm not entitled not worthy yeah I'm, I'm sure that could well play a part but I also see I'm reminded of a a t-shirt or a slogan before they had memes in the 70s people bought t-shirts that had slogans on and my brother used to buy the NME New Musical Express and in the back pages of the NME were these adverts all these different t-shirts with slogans on and I can't remember the specific words, but there was one that has clearly stuck in my mind to this day and not, I'm not going to accurately remember exactly what it said, but it was something along the lines of when the last tree is felled and the last fish is fished and the last animal is eaten and the last crop is harvested then we will realise that we can't eat money. And I've probably not, not, as I say, remembered that accurately enough to, to capture the spirit that, that touched me back then when everyone thought that nothing would ever run out, the planet was gonna go on forever. But it touched me then, you know, it was hippie shit. You know, a lot of this stuff people like to and I've probably done it. I've used that phrase many a time when I'm just being, with, with the American school, it's ironic. It's not irony, but uh, sarcastic or, or whatever. It's easy to discredit people with, you know, spirit, good spiritual intent. And I'm not saying that all the people with spiritual intent are better than anyone with material intent. 
as I've said, there's no right, there's, there's no, no one has the answer, but by the same token, that hippie shit was actually very prophetic, that they saw the truth. The truth is, it doesn't matter how much gold you dig out of the earth or how much oil you pump out of it, because eventually you can sell as much as you like and, and hoard as much wealth as you like and build yourself the biggest house that you like and buy the biggest yacht and fly the biggest planes. But at some point, we're robbing the planet and therefore we're robbing ourselves. At some point, it will run out. And that will be, well, what was the point? What was the point of that? And so, I want to work to support the kind of people that I know that are desperately seeking alternative solutions to contribute to making this planet a place that we can coexist with, with nature, that we can, in a utopian, you know, rather than dystopian, which is what we seem to be living with, you know, dystopia has kind of been the trend of the 21st century. All the films that we watch and the books that we read and and the life that we're living and the COVID crisis and the plastic crisis and floods and fire. We're kind of living in a dystopian world. So why not counterbalance that with, with the kind of people that do want something a, a bit more utopian? And instead of saying, dystopia is realism and utopian is idealism maybe there's a much better middle ground for this or maybe utopian isn't idealistic maybe why should that be more idealistic than dystopia why couldn't that just become a reality we strive for to coexist to feel like you're not driven by somebody telling you what you've got to do and when, you, when you've got to do it and how much they're going to pay you to do it, just to live on this planet. And to be persuaded that to earn the money to do the things that someone else wants you to do through a, a series of chain reactions, you're indirectly causing the death of the planet and the death of us as a species. And maybe we don't matter that much. So, where are we going with this then, Charles? Well, where I'm going is trying to create, putting together a group of women, mostly women, who are driven by a similar mindset, who are all about creativity, discovery, spirituality, art, nature, ecology, sustainability, caring, and there's there's going to be other stuff within there that I, I can't bring to mind, but it, and it, it it relates to it could relate to work and business, and leisure, and pleasure and discovery and and beauty, because those don't necessarily contradict one another. You know, it's about well, if I want to feel good about myself and 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 how I look and the clothes that I wear, does that mean I have to? you know, do that old 1970s feminist thing and burn my bra and wear no makeup and put on dungarees and just 
looked like a workman. Oh, that was a bit sexist there, Shelley, that workman. God, the feminist still, you know, we find sexism within our own feminism. I do anyway. Uh, but it's about finding people that can support us to to find that glow within, to find natural ways of making ourselves feel good and natural fabrics and natural beauty and and products that that we could make, that we could enjoy, that we could expand our sense of connection with the world. And I'm probably, as usual, not necessarily making this very clear. But maybe that's okay, because I'm making a bit of an excuse for myself here, but but clarity in terms of being concise, being logical, following that formula, following steps, I, I get how, you know, I want, you stand more chance of people buying into what it is you're selling, you know, if I'm selling an idea, if you follow the formula of make it easy for people to follow, make it clear follow sequential steps get people interested with a with a headline and then draw them in with a story and then do that call to action which I've talked about in other episodes and maybe it's foolhardy of me to try to counter the the evidence of psychology but maybe that psychology is also part of the material world that we've created. Maybe we think that way because we've had to think that way because collectively we've been herded into that way of thinking and responding. Like that's the only way. Click, click, click. Do that, do this. That we're, we've created a collective psychology where we all behave like Pavlov's dogs and we have to have the triggers to be able to engage with something. And if not, then we're not going to engage with it. And maybe that's in the human psyche, but there's a part of me that thinks that maybe it's not, that it's it's something we've learned along with everything else. Because if there's something that I love about the confusion with physicists of trying to find in their science the common ground between the logic of, of Newton and Einstein and the physics of, of gravity and and sequential you know evolution and the madness and chaos of quantum physics and quantum mechanics and black holes and they don't have the answer they don't know but these things coexist and so maybe i'm making give myself a rather grand position here but i'm kind of saying i oh, do you know what i don't care i'm jettisoning the rules that say I have to follow that formula, that I have to draw you in that way, that I have to give you the, the headline that's going to get you in and I have to tell you the story that's going to engage you and then I have to give you that call to action so you'll go and do something. Because just do it if you want to damn do it. And our brains don't work in straight lines. Our brains are like quantum mechanics in inside our heads. They don't neatly jump from a nice little neat step-by-step formulaic process. They don't work like that. They work in crazy random ways that connect a colour that you see with a, with a fragrance that you smell and a moment in time. 
that logically don't connect, but in your brain, it makes perfect sense. If you look at the color purple, it makes you think of lavender, makes you remember a childhood moment when you walked past the house and the people that lived in it and how you felt about them. It makes perfect sense within your mind. So I'm all for chaos, but not the kind of chaos that causes us the kind of drama we're in at the moment, this dystopian chaos. I'm all about, let's just see where threads take us to bring into my world that I want to share with you in your world, people that can be random and creative and go in places you weren't expecting them to go and and just wonder where a path takes us and, and not have any idea where the path is going, but take it anyway. And so, that's the community I'm going to be putting together and I'm already beginning to reach out to contributors so that I can create a community where there is content and contributors and some will resonate with you and others won't but bringing together art and creativity and nature and ecology and business and image and and stuff I can't even think of right now and bring them together in one place which is accessible in commercial terms. So it doesn't cost a huge amount. No one's gonna be making you pay 900 pounds or 300 pounds just to engage with something that will open us up more to the world. Because it's important for me that it's accessible in a big way. So it will be very, very, very affordable for anyone that can afford, you know, a, a couple of coffees a week maybe even less than that and bringing together a place where you can not just engage and have a nice little chat with people you can do that but also continually learn to expand your experience your knowledge your know-how your wonderment your quantum mechanics chaos theory in your head to expand the potential of your own mind and by so doing expand the potential of the world and we don't know where it's going. We don't know what train we've got onto, but it's got to be something different to the one we're on right now in society. So that's where my thinking is going. That's what I'm planning on pulling together. I'd like you to join me. And if you think there's any value in what I'm saying, then please share this as widely as possible because I want this to become a big movement. I want there to be enough people just like Black Lives Matter, instead of staying silent, instead of just following our own individual little path of self-discovery, of wonderment, of I have no idea where I'm going, but I'm going anyway. The more of us that do that and stand up and say, that's what we're doing, I'm not following your path anymore, meaning the path of governments, of banks, of people that own us and control us. And I'm not, this is not a political movement. If I'm sounding political, it's not. This is no cult. This is not a political movement. This is just a sense of wanting to feel into the biggest part of humanity for myself and hopefully you're for yourself too. And if that's important to you, if the planet matters, if, if the people around you matter, if life, all life matters, then it is beholden upon us to not keep this to ourselves, to not 
hold it close to us, but to start being more open to share it and be out there with it and create a bigger noise in the world that says your way, banks, governments, whoever, is not our way. So I hope if any of this resonates for you, if you feel drawn to a movement, you know, like Greta Thunberg, it's she's not a politician and yet she's hugely political and influential. That's the kind of random, chaotic, beautiful, spiritual, uplifting, creative space of learning and growth and self-discovery specifically focus for midlife women that's what i want to create if you're with me share comment put your hands up just say yes you don't have to do anything more than that right now but i value your support and i value you being here and i value you continuing to share and be a part of this and contribute and say what you want and i do my best to find it okay catch you on a new recording as I say share this I would really value it and I will let you in on more details as they come together and the kind of people that I'm bringing into this community that I want to create for you and I hope you'll feel it's worthwhile and and join with me okay take care for now